Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today, we're going to talk about the secret Minnesota school equity survey, abolitionist teaching network exposed, and BLM and Dallas justice attack white liberals. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. And hello again, and welcome to America Can We Talk. Before I do my first five today, I want to spend just a moment responding to the mountain of emails I get and also commentaries on the YouTube channel about not being able to find my show on a consistent basis. I want to explain that on YouTube, I have, you know, over 70,000 subscribers, and I so appreciate that. If you're listening to this show on YouTube today, I cannot encourage you strongly enough to please, please listen to what I'm about to put up, look at what I'm about to put up, and recognize that some shows cannot go up on YouTube. I really do the show four days a week, Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time, and when show content contains things that YouTube does not like, and I have had shows taken down and getting the, you know, the nasty notes from them, so I just don't put some shows up. But where you can always find my show, live and in person, always find my show, is, the, uh, is on our website. So I want to ask Matt, first of all, to put the banner across the bottom, because I do what I really want to have ultimately, maybe we can't do it right now, but on YouTube, when you're on my YouTube channel, I want you to be able to see I did this segment called How to Watch America Can We Talk. I really want you to be able on YouTube, if you're at my channel, say, oh, there it is, and go and look at this because it tells you very easily, what I'm about to show you tells you how to listen to America Can We Talk if you don't find me on YouTube. So now, Matt, if you can put that, yeah, how to find America Can We Talk. That's what's going to, you're going to see this banner, you're going to see this little show label on YouTube probably even in the interview section, so you can go to it and say, how do I, when I can't find the show, where do I go? And this will tell you. So now, Matt the Wonderful, you can put up that little slide I made. So here it is. Here's how to watch America Can We Talk. To watch it live, as in what you're doing right now, live, the best and most reliable way to watch is on my show's website. It's americacanwetalk.org. So if you go to that website, americacanwetalk.org, it just comes on. Or to be more precise, you can go to americacanwetalk.org forward slash live forward slash. The show is always there. YouTube can't take it down. So on our website, safest way to watch a show every time. It's also live on Facebook at America Can We Talk. And they mostly have not been taking things down, although they occasionally do. It's live on Facebook. If you have a Facebook account, you can watch it there. And on YouTube, as you know, it's on America Can We Talk. These are the live platforms. Again, my website, Facebook, and YouTube. As for past shows, I want to also recommend you go to AmericaCanWeTalk.org. All of my past shows are neatly organized. They have the date on them. They have the captions on them. You can click on the interview line and you can find old interviews. All the past shows are there. And when I say past, I mean from yesterday and, and, go, and going backward. I don't mean long ago shows. I mean very recent shows. Yesterday's show is up on, on AmericanCommunity.org. Rumble, a lot of you have been emailing me saying, why don't you get on Rumble? I am on Rumble. I've been on Rumble for a while. In fact, quite a while. But what you see there on Rumble the way the show is listed, America Can We Talk, I've done that way of labeling it where there are no spaces between the words. So you can see America Can We Talk. That's what you got to put in. America Can We Talk. It'll come right up. In fact, I think also on Rumble, if you Google my name, Debbie Georgiatis, it also should come up. But Rumble, the, all the shows are there. And on Rumble, the shows are divided. You have the whole shows, plus you have divided by interviews, uh, show segments, an easy way to find, to get right to a particular interview. Parlor, we're up on Parlor as America Can We Talk. I put the little hashtag there, I mean, I mean the little URL, you can see exactly what it is. And then the great news for this show is that our show got picked up a while ago by Right Side Broadcasting. Right Side Broadcasting is that fabulous group that actually runs 
many of the Trump full rallies, many conservatives. It's a conservative organization that does not censor conservatives. And so they picked up my show, for which I'm very grateful. They have their own platform, their own app, their own YouTube channel. And so they have the same limits as I do on YouTube, the topics that YouTube will remove. So they uh, can't run those. But for the most part, if you go to Right Side Broadcasting, my shows are all there. I thank Right Side Broadcasting very much for picking up the show. And for all of you who found me on Right Side Broadcasting, I get nice notes from people saying, wow, found you on Right Side Broadcasting. Love your show. So those are the ways to see the show. And we're going to put this up on the interviews line on our YouTube channel. It'll always be there. And you can come and find out how to watch. Okay, so now on my first five, Um, I call it the secret Minnesota school equity survey. You may have seen this story, but a girl, a young girl in public school came home and told her parents that the school teacher that day had had them filling out a survey, an equity survey. And she didn't, the girl was troubled by some of the questions, didn't like them and slash or didn't understand them, didn't care for them. And so she told her parents, she, meant she asked the teacher a question and the teacher you know, tried to answer, but the teacher actually told the class, don't tell your parents about this. Don't tell your parents about this. I, the young girl actually did a little short presentation at a school board meeting. I, ha- I sent it to Matt the Wonderful, he's gonna play it. I will warn you that it's an echoey recording. So sometimes those are kind of hard to hear what the person's saying because the sound is echoing. But this is what this young girl said when she went to speak at the school board meeting. My name is Haley Asgar. I was in fourth grade at Riverview Intermediate School last year. During distance learning, I was asked to complete the equity survey. My teacher said that I could not skip any questions even when I didn't understand. One question asked us what gentrify we identified with. I was very confused along with a lot of other classmates. A boy in my class asked my teacher if his mom could explain the question to him because even after the teacher explained it, he still didn't understand. My teacher told him that he was not allowed to ask his mom and that we cannot repeat any of the questions to our parents. I want the school board to know how uncomfortable and nervous this made me. My mom always tells me I can tell her anything, but she also tells me I can trust my teachers too. Being asked to hide this from my mom made me feel very uncomfortable. I was doing like I was doing something wrong. Thank you. Okay. I mean, I think the sound actually it sounded better in their system. Probably the wonderful equipment we have here at the studio it sounded better than it did in my computer at home. But she's basically saying they're asking one, among the questions was what gender we identify with, and she's you know, she's she's a little girl. She's I don't know. I was confused by the questions. She said the teacher told this young man, other student who asked and, and you know, about, you know, could I ask my mother or should I talk to my mother about this? She said, oh, no, no, don't talk to your parents and told the class not to repeat any of the questions to our parents. I'm not going to get off on the gender identity issue right now. I, I've done that in my show. I will again. But I want to get across on this first five the idea of how much the leftist worldview has been embraced by public schools, you know, universities, media, Hollywood, everywhere, it's just penetrated, permeated, slithered like a snake its way into society. So this teacher, it did not apparently occur to her that, you know, little kids in elementary school, they get to ask their parents and their parents' views matter. And that the school doesn't really have the right, the obligation, uh, they have any right to be trying to shape kids' views about any issues. I mean, you're there, hopefully, to learn the basic history, reading, writing, all the kinds of things you should learn in school to make you competent as a, a student growing up and ultimately as adult, an adult being a self-supporting adult. This school was going after gender equity into the whole, you know, what do you think you really are? I don't care what your mother tells you, your father tells you, your doctor says you are. You're anything you want to be. But leaving aside the perversion and idiocy of the gender confusion movement, this school, this attitude, it has penetrated the school to the point that it did not occur. Because this isn't like one teacher who happened to hand something out. These kind of things are happening all over the country, and they're happening in elementary schools, very young children, where the school has decided it's really okay for them to embrace the LGBTQ identity, gender identity battle, to embrace it, to teach it to children, and children should be 
receiving it as though they're learning their you know, multiplication tables, that they're learning facts and not opinions. And, and, and there's, as you read these things from other schools, you never hear schools saying, you know, well, some people think, but other people think, no, actually gender is uh, defined you know, uh, when you're born or before you're born, your gender is identified. Schools are treating this LGBTQ agenda and many, many, many other issues what marriage is, what the truth is about climate change, what the truth is about American history. The left-wing anti-American view on issue after issue after issue is taught in American schools as fact. Not as, wow, America's had a really wild veering of the, to the left by the Marxist left, and they're embracing all sorts of things that nobody ever thought or said in schools anymore uh, you know, these days. But they're teaching, these public schools, teaching the left-wing agenda on a whole host of issues as fact. And so, therefore, interfering in many ways with the relationship that parents should be having with their children and what children should expect of their parents, which is you go home from school and you ask a question. You know, well, Mom, and today in history they said this, or today in science class they said this. What do you guys think? The parents are being treated as an irrelevant interference with the child, as someone to be pushed to the side by the public school system, as people who really have no role and no right to have a role in shaping what young people think about anything. Truly controversial issues in which intelligent, responsible, moral, good people strongly disagree are being taught from the perspective only from the left in public schools, and this is a great example of it. And so you have the left, the anti-American left, working very hard to tell children, regardless of what your silly parents have said on climate change, American history, uh, free markets, every issue the left is attacking, the schools are saying to kids, regardless of what your parents are telling you, we're telling you the truth. So don't go telling them that we said this. Now, it's interesting because this story was written up in a couple of conservative websites that I check. I, I check a lot of websites every day. So this story was written up in a couple of conservative websites. I did not find it on any of the alleged mainstream news. It's non-news. Non-news that some child had to go complain uh, to the school board and the parent, the mom of this girl also went to the school board and they, they kind of said, look, this isn't really right. You're not supposed to tell our kids things, uh, your agenda items and tell them not to ask your parents. But why don't you just think for a moment, suppose a teacher at a public school anywhere in America was saying to the kids, hey, uh, you know, kids, uh, I don't know what your parents have been teaching you, but, you know, life begins at conception. And so, you know, when, when, because life begins at conception, abortion is not moral. It's not, this pro-choice movement is immoral. And taught it as fact. Imagine the outrage if there were public school teachers daring to tell students things like that. Like life begins at conception. Like the conservative view on marriage or the Christian view on marriage. Marriage is one man and one woman or all sorts of things that the left is trying to drum out of society. Imagine it, the roles are reversed entirely, and you had a public school teacher trying to teach conservative views, which in many cases are just consistent with facts, but trying to teach conservative views to school students, especially elementary school students, and telling the kids, and by the way, don't, don't tell your parents I told you this. Don't talk about this at home. I, I mean, then, if that were to occur, you would have the mainstream media and the left-wing outlets getting hysterical, thinking, claiming that the public schools were indoctrinating students. But because the indoctrination is occurring by the left on, as I say, it's not just this issue. It's not just this one school district in Minnesota. It's happening around the country. So you want to be active and politically active, and you think, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fight. Go to your school board. Find out, the, find out what your kids and your community are being taught in the public schools. Find out through the school boards. Attend meetings. Listen to the parents who are concerned. I mean, you can do all sorts of things in this school district because the parents got involved. You, you will hope there'd be some adjustment. Uh, I, don't, I did not see any reaction, any official reaction yet from the school or the teachers saying what they're going to do in response but at least it got public exposure. So wrapping up the first five, I'm just gonna say this. We have an epidemic in America of kids leaving high school 
who are not literate, cannot read at their grade level or any grade level, cannot perform simple mathematical functions, do not know American history. And what they do know of American history, they've been taught that America is an evil and bad country. We have a crying need for strong, solid education in this country. Many parents recognizing this and recognizing that leftism, anti-American leftism has so thoroughly permeated the public school system that the best answer probably is to pull your kids out. That the public schools are hopelessly leftist and there's just no way to fix them and so you just pull your kids out. That's one good answer. I don't want to give up on all the public schools, so I hope there still will be advocates pushing against the public schools, just saying, well, how about sticking with teaching kids the actual things they need to do and learn and understand so they can function in life? Reading and writing and the sciences and chemistry and math and biology and physics and, and, and literature and writing skills. Teach kids the things they need. Leave left-wing politics out of the public schools. The public schools have attempted and they have largely succeeded in some cases of usurping the role of parents in imparting morality to their children. And they, the public schools, think it's more their job to make sure that students in public schools embrace left-wing ideology on a whole host of issues. They are indeed indoctrinating children in the left-wing worldview. Thank goodness the American people are waking up and have awakened, really a large part because of COVID and so many parents homeschooling. We finally have not radical right, crazy right-wing crazy people, but average, everyday, main street, mainstream, apple pie, America-loving parents recognizing that the public schools are indoctrinating their children against them, against their values, against their faith, against their ideas, and against their politics. And parents are speaking up, and it's way past time for them to do it. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. So I want to hear a couple of the stories. This Minnesota thing, it honestly, it really bothered me. I was kind of, I don't know, blown away that you're going to end up having uh, public schools uh, doing these kind of just um, indoctrination things. And there's a whole kind of related story uh, I want to hit on that, too. There's something that got exposed recently. It's the Abolitionist Teaching Network. Okay, first of all, abolitionists, I mean, the real abolitionists in American history, they did the great things, and they were white, and they were black, and they were just people who knew the truth that all men are created equal, that what we were founded on as a country is actually true, not just a mission or, or a hope, but actually true, that all men are created equal, and that we are endowed by our creator with rights from God. That, and so the abolitionist movement rose up to say, we cannot have slavery in a country founded on the idea of all men are created equal. So the abolitionist movement came to being in America to stand up against slavery. It was a noble moral movement by people of white Americans, black Americans, just people who understood that truth. So this current organization, a, a modern day organization, has wrongfully grabbed on to the term abolitionist, term abolitionist, and they're calling themselves the Abolitionist Teaching Network. And, you know, it's, it's, as the left is so capable of doing it in so many instances, they're able to lay out what they say they stand for, able to you know, say what they believe in, in ways that sound so normal. It's like people for the American way. You think, well, that sounds like a great organization. Who is against the American way? Sure, let me send a check. And they're, they're leftists. I mean, they're very leftist, very anti-American. And so this group, Abolitionist Teaching Network, got started. And the gist of it is they're a far-left group that has, has ties to much of academia in, in this country. I'm talking about public schools in this country. And actually was, as the, the Biden administration was um, offering guidelines to bring uh, the public schools back into uh, to being open after last year's debacle with COVID, uh, that was included in the Biden administration, included reference to, links to, and support for the Abolitionist Teaching Network, ATN, is what they call themselves, their little acronym. And they are very, very much dedicated to... Um, to attacking, essentially, to attacking white Americans, attacking white people. Uh, they are just a, a um, I mean, they're just another 
iteration of critical race theory, another iteration of Black Lives Matter, strongly anti-American, anti-white. ATN actually has gone so far to claim that whiteness, just the fact that you happen to be born with white skin, which no individual on the planet Earth since time began ever chose your skin color. It's just the package you came wrapped in. But abolition, this ATN group has gone so far as to claim that whiteness, whiteness itself is a form of oppression. And they have gone after, they, they offer teaching seminars, they offer, uh, t especially to white teachers, to help you understand how evil you are, basically, because you're white, and to help you fight against your whiteness. Um, they, they, uh, I mean, they're just a hysterically anti-white, deeply racist organization, premised entirely on race. Um, and they have this, um, they have a, a network rolling, and the Biden team, as I said, had put them in. And the Biden team rolls out, here's how we reopen schools. And when someone confronted them, the Biden administration had to go, well, okay, we, we, that was a mistake. That was an error. We take it all back. We're, we're not really backing them. Okay, so, um, so they have, uh, in fact... Yeah, I want to read you some of the things because this obsession with race in this country is so troublesome and it's so hard to get past. It, it's so hard because it's become so entrenched in the way leftists think. Everything is about race. That's what critical race theory is. Everything is about race. But among the things this ATN group did, um, there was a, they've written articles um, about, dear white teachers, you can't love your black students if you don't know them. Uh, for black and brown children in the United States, a major part of the schooling experience is associated with the white female teachers who have no understanding of their culture. Um, and they also had the, uh, this idea of the abolition, abolitionist teaching. They, uh, the, one of the keynote speakers, in defense of this organization was talking about, did in a webinar, webinar on education and social policy, she touted a book on her abolitionist teaching philosophy, the idea of bringing the rebellious spirit and methods of abolitionists into the education world. So this lady speaks all over the country urging this abolitionist mindset, which is really just rejecting, it is just 100% premised, premised on the idea of race as the meaning of life, the entirety of your identity, the who you are defined by your skin color, and then and therefore instantly pitted against everybody else who doesn't happen to share your skin color. So, there was a. Um, I, I want to just show you how deeply and and, and in such a troubling manner this uh, ATN mindset has penetrated public schools. The Virginia, a Virginia school site links also to this radical abolitionist teaching network, even after the Biden administration acknowledged they had made an error. They said, oh, oh didn't mean link to them. So sorry. Uh, but the Fairfax County public schools still do, still link to them, uh, link to this ATN, even after it was they were called out about it. And so they, you know, the um, parents are starting to speak up and say, why, why are we supporting this group that's trying to divide us along the lines of race? And um, so there were parents, and by the way, uh, there has been, I, I didn't give proper credit yesterday during my interview. We had an interview with Dr. Douglas Frank. One of the things he's talked about a great deal is how he's got the Moms Network, the Moms Network, Moms helping him as he's bringing truth to the question about the elections of 2020, moms helping out. Well, moms are getting really active in America, too, in the public schools and, and trying to say, why in the world are we buying into this racial division agenda? Why are we buying into this dividing us permanently along the lines of race? So in Fairfax counties, uh, they're getting some pushback. Uh, they have a group formed there, moms involved, a group formed called uh, Parents Defending Education. Parents defending education, um, and they, uh, and the the quote from one this one lady who's the president of that group was, was um, this organization uh, needs adult supervision and fast. The Fairfax County Public Schools need adult supervision and fast. It's a sign of things having gone off the rails when the people running the system are recommending resources that advocate burning down the system, which is exactly what they're doing. This is very much like critical race theory, just, just you know, tear it all down. So there was a, uh, a, a, 
ongoing conversation um, at the uh, school board in which, uh, or a meeting related to the school board and this battle over the ATN. And there's a woman who's the Fairfax NAACP leader, Michelle, and her last name is L-E-E-T-E. So they're having a discussion at the school. It looks like it's outside of the school, at the school. They're having discussion about their involvement with this ATN network. And this woman, uh, Fairfax NAACP leader, Michelle, I'm just going to say it, Leet, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, L-E-E-T-E, she spoke at this um, protest. It was a protest um, outside the school board in which they're trying to, the, the people in this group are trying to push the school board to stick with this ATN, this Abolitionist Teachers Network. So I sent Matt the wonderful clip. This is of Fairfax NAACP leader, Michelle Lee. You can hear what she said, and then we'll talk about it. So let's meet and remain steadfast, steadfast in speaking truth, tearing down double standards, and refuting double talk. Let's not allow any double downing on lies. Let's prepare our children for a world they deserve. Let's deny this off-key band of people that are anti-education, anti-teacher, anti-equity, anti-history, anti-racial reckoning, anti-opportunities, anti-health people, anti-diversity, anti-platform, anti-science, anti-change agent, anti-social justice, anti-healthcare, anti-worker, anti-LGBTQ+, anti-children, anti-healthcare, anti-worker, anti-environment, anti-emissions policy change, anti-inclusion, anti-live and let live people. Let them die. Don't let these Okay, if you didn't catch the last three words, she said she's talking to parents outside of the Fairfax County Public Schools about this ATN, Abolitionist Teachers Network, and the ongoing discussion before the school board. The last words she said in referring to the people that she is calling anti-everything she believes in, her last three words were, let them die. Let them die. She's angry because some parents are speaking up at the school board and saying, why are we locking arms with an organization that's essentially wanting to burn down the school system, destroy the school system? It is very similar to the critical race theory mindset, very similar to the BLM mindset. And these parents are finally saying, why are we having our schools embrace all of this radical anti-American racially based, racially bigoted, left-wing ideology that is destroying our, our, our capacity to have any connection, to have any hope of a normal society. We're embracing hate. This is what these parents are trying to say. So this lady that you just heard in the clip, NAACP leader, who was, by the way, removed. A couple of days later, she was removed. And she did try to clarify that she didn't mean the people that she was attacking should die. She meant that the ideas that they were saying that she doesn't agree with should die. But you have to, I mean, it's really hard to listen her litany of all the people she's calling anti, 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 anti. But she's basically saying, you know, people who are against everything the left-wing agenda wants, and she's calling them anti-inclusion, uh, anti-equity. Uh, again, equity, that word being so abused, equality, of opportunity, equality is the idea that you all get the same starting point and, and that, you know, of course you help kids with special issues, you try to help them, you know, get caught up to speed. But the equity movement is a Marxist movement. The equity idea is not equal opportunity, it's forced equal outcome. Equity is a Marxist idea that throws away any concern about, any reference to, how hard you work, what you believe, what you, what you do as a person, you're just entitled to have exactly the same as everybody else. It's a very Marxist socialist idea. So this lady in her rant you just heard, she's describing people she's angry with that she wants to die. She's describing the people because they are anti, she calls them anti-inclusion. What does that mean? No one is keeping students out of those public schools. No one is saying you can't come here or that any student is not permitted to go there based on race, ethnicity, national origin, or skin color. Inclusion, another buzzword, another left-wing dog whistle. 
which just means inclusion means they get to decide what can be talked about. When they talk about inclusion, they're not saying skin color, race, and ethnicity. They're saying the ideas they believe in must be treated, respected, and embraced by, by everyone or else you're, you, we hate you. And so she, her, her long litany of things, she, said, she says these parents are anti-education. I mean, she, okay, I, I could go on and I, I could list everything she said, and I feel like I should put a chart up saying, you know, what she said and, and what it really is, because she's using all these left-wing buzzwords, left-wing buzzwords that are designed to paint a picture that sound, well, who's, you know, everyone's in favor of inclusion. Yes, we all should be included. But that's not what they mean by that. And anti-education, what she means is they, the leftists, get to decide what the public schools will teach. So they will teach critical race theory and they will teach, uh, you know, gender, uh, LGBTQ agenda items. They will teach, uh, you know, you can choose your own gender. You, you, you must teach everything they want you to teach or else you're anti-education. I mean, there's so many... There's so much failure to communicate because the left has a long list of buzzwords. They spew them out like you just heard that woman doing. And there's no discussion happening about what she means by those terms. But at the end of the day, she just means leftism gets to rule the public schools. And she's livid that these moms and parents are finally waking up and realizing what indoctrination centers public schools have, ha have become. And they're fighting back. They're fighting back. They are standing up. These super moms, someone just texted me to remind me that was a term actually that Dr. Douglas Frank uses about these moms speaking up around America's super moms. But I actually want to say, so this woman is just having a rant uh, because she can't believe these other, other people have any say in what happens in the public schools. She's outraged that conservative parents, or just call them parents, they don't want their children taught to hate each other because of race. They don't want their children to be taught that whiteness is a form of oppression, which is exactly what this group says is the case. This group, the public school, was linking to the Abolitionist Teacher Network, says whiteness is a form of oppression. And, this, and these parents are saying, wait, you, you can't be teaching that in our school. You can't be teaching that to our children. How are we ever going to come out as a unified American culture and society if we just pour poison into the heads of students in the K through 12, teaching them critical race theory, all white people are evil, all white people are incurably racist, which is part of critical race theory. I, I mean, we, there's nowhere to go with this except destruction of society. So parents are waking up. This woman has, you know, drunk the Kool-Aid, this woman who we were just listening to, uh, having her rant, uh, Michelle Leet, having her rant, how she's angry, she hates everybody who won't agree with her on her long list of items. And so her answer is to, to let them die. Now, I actually want to add, though, something which is not inconsistent with what I just said, but I, I, I feel compelled to make these kind of points. In some really bizarre way, this woman, this NAACP lady, Michelle Leet, is actually innocent. She's been marinating, her thought has been marinating in anti-American leftism, the racialized anti-American left, everything is about race, critical race theory, everything is about race, BLM, everything is about race. She's been marinating in it. She has embraced and accepted as true a long list of lies about America, about her fellow Americans, about America's history, about the public ed school education system. She has embraced all these lies, but in a weird way, she's kind of innocent. She actually doesn't know any better. She truly doesn't know any better. She actually thinks what she's saying is true. It is not, it's utter hogwash. Her depiction of, of all left-wing agenda items as the only permissible way to look at things. And her notion, because she's embraced these left-wing ideas, not even realizing where they'll, where they'll eventually take this country, which is absolute destruction and ruin. And she's embraced the idea that everybody else, because she's been told this, everybody else who won't agree with her, who won't just salute to her agenda, are somehow haters and mean and terrible people and deserve to die. But she's been taught this. 
She's been taught this by the anti-American left. You know, the Bible has that verse about a soft answer turneth away wrath. I thought about that while I was listening to her. I mean, she's filled with hate for everybody that she wrongly believes hold all these attributes that the left attributes or ascribes to the right. Leftists never want to have a discussion about the substance of any issue. They don't want to say, we think X, you think Y. Why do you think this? What do we think? What are the facts? They don't ever want to have those. Leftism thrives in this country by slogans, by lies, by mischaracterizations, by broad brush sweeps against everybody else who won't agree with them. And this woman has marinated in it, she has absorbed it, and she actually thinks she's making a righteous point. Now, maybe the fact that she's in that way innocent doesn't really matter. But actually, the goal of people who love America has to be more than shutting down and getting Michelle Leet fired by the NAACP. There has to be a bigger and better agenda than just getting these people who've marinated in the hate that is the operating premise of the American left. Hate Anger, fomenting outrage is just a standard operating procedure of today's anti-American left. They stir up people into outrage and anger based on lies. And they get people so angry and so outraged and so worked up. And, and they send them out. I mean, she's, she's actually, she's one of like Lenin's useful idiots. Lenin used that term about people who would actually agree with and say things that are eventually going to hurt them, but they're so foolish they can't figure it out. And they went along and they helped Lenin in his communist revolution in Russia because they were too stupid to realize what he was doing. So back to Michelle Leet and the way forward in America, there has to be something better than just winning the battle at the Fairfax County School District. I mean, that matters. We need to win the battle at the Fairfax County School District and in every place in America. Critical race theory, Black Lives Matter agenda, you know, abolitionist teacher network, all of these America-hating, racially dividing theologies, ideologies, organizations need to be kicked out of the public schools and kept out forever. They won't be kept out forever. It's going to be a constant battle because the left wins power. The left wins power by spewing this kind of hatred, by convincing this woman she's actually saying something is true. She does, you know, that soft answer turneth away wrath. I don't know her, and I'm not going to invite her on this show, but people like her are really not going to wake up just by being shut down, by being booted out and fired by the NAACP. They're going to be helped by having some kind of conversations with people in their lives who challenge the absurd and false premises they have embraced as true. That's how you move forward, trying to question people. Now, I, with her, I don't know her. She's not anywhere near me. But this idea that you can win by simply smothering the left is not as good as winning. They do need to be stopped in everything they're doing, but it's not as good as winning by the persuasion, by talking about ideas, talking about the concepts of America. This is why I do this show. To get beyond the spewing rhetoric the left lives and thrives on and trying to talk about the real extraordinary greatness of America and the ideas of America that, are, that come from the Judeo-Christian values of the Bible and that come from the concept of the rights of man from God because you were born. That's what, it, because you live, because you were born. That's what, why America is unique. The American left, or the anti-American left, I have a friend who repeatedly reminds me, stop, at, you know, they're not American, they're anti-American. The anti-American left has gone so far off the American reservation, but they're actually wrong in what they're saying about America. They're wrong in the way they're accusing their fellow Americans of being evil for not agreeing with them. And at some point to move forward, the messages of the goodness of America, the rightness of America, the concepts that were founded us, the goodness of the American people, those messages need to continue to get out and soften the hearts of someone like this woman who spent a long time cultivating the hate you just heard her spew at fellow parents outside the Fairfax County School District.
probably talk more about her. She'll probably stay in the news. But uh, one last topic for today. So this actually was so interesting. Um, I mentioned this in my weekly newsletter, this, this uh, event I'm about to talk about. So I, by the way, if you don't get my weekly newsletter, it's once a week. It should come out on Friday. Sometimes it's Saturday or Sunday. But the weekly newsletter, all it has in it, it's very simple, straightforward. It uh, has links to the shows over the previous week. So especially if you're on YouTube and you're saying, I can't find your show. Where's your show? You know what? Uh, you can always, uh, if you have the newsletter, you can find the shows. But anyway, I, it's once a week. Uh, it has the links to the full shows, to the interviews, to the articles that we talk about on the show. So you can read the, the articles I'm looking at here. My stack of stuff, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, uh, has a blog post, has links to all of the Why It Matters, which is a really popular feature. It's amazing how many people write me and say, I love your Why It Matters. So anyway, uh, to get the weekly newsletter, you can go to americachemitalk.org, americachemitalk.org on the homepage, right in the homepage, hit subscribe. It's a once a week newsletter. It is emailed. I never share the list with anyone. And you get a once a week newsletter. It's a great way to catch up on the show on the weekends. It's a great way to share the show with friends. I have many people who say I subscribe just so I can share your show and help other people hear it. So subscribe, americachemitalk.org. Hit subscribe. It'll give you your name, your email address, and I, you will get a once a week email. So I wrote about this uh, in my column, my weekly column this week. I do also a weekly column called Personally. It's called Personally, and I write about something for the week. Okay, so I live in Dallas, and this did not occur in my neighborhood, but another area in Dallas where it's a, it's a fairly high-end, um, it's a very wealthy area in Dallas. Uh, a lot of kind of old money. People have been around. You know, they always like to say, I'm a fifth-generation Dallasite, whatever. Uh, I'm not. I grew up in New York. But anyway, back to this, this very high-end area in Dallas, um, and it's mostly white. It's predominantly white. Uh, there is an organization calling themselves Dallas Justice. Never heard of them until this past weekend. But Dallas Justice sent out a letter, sent a letter to uh, they as here's what how they address it: an open letter to wealthy white liberals of HPISD Highland Park ISD from DJN Dallas Justice Network. They sent a letter. It came to people's homes, and they put it all over social media. And they're basically saying, "Look, all you white liberals, if you really care, you say you care so much." about you know black lives matter you you're a liberal and you care, you put blm signs in your yard and you say you're a liberal and you care about uh you know race relations it is a letter asking these parents these people in highland park to sign a pledge on their website sign a pledge that you promise that your children white children in hpisd a very very uh it's probably one of the best in the country in terms of quality public education that you promise you will not allow your kids to apply to any Ivy League college or any of the top 50 colleges listed in U.S. News and World Report. You know, U.S. News and World Report every year puts out top 50 colleges and, you know, names change in there. Anyway, it's asking parents to take a pledge to say they won't let their kids apply and to those schools, not even apply, because those spaces, say, it says this letter, must be saved for children of color, people of color. And it kind of implies, and by the way, we're going to dox you, D-O-X-X, dox, like call you out if you don't sign on. So when you go to their website, I guess, and you sign on, your name will appear. And so, and they actually make reference in the letter to, you know, all you people, you put Black Lives Matter signs in your yards, but you know, do you really mean it? Come on, do you really mean it? You know, you're just, it's, it's simple to do this. And so, you know, this has gotten a lot of attention uh, nationwide. This just came out, I think on Friday. I mean, just very recently. Uh, and it's, it was a, um, uh, in fact, it closes out. Have you been asked to take the pledge? It actually closes out. Don't be a racist hypocrite. Sign the pledge. Please note, Dallas Justice Now, okay, so the end is now, Dallas Justice Now will be publicly announced in the names of those who have and have not signed the pledge. Okay, I have a bunch of commentary about that, but this is kind of, today was kind of a show, it, it, I don't, didn't really plan it from the outset, but the stories that appealed to me today to talk about, they all kind of center on school, race relations, how we deal with each other, race relations. So. I want to mention a bunch of points about this show, this uh, this uh, 
amazing episode. Uh, I, I have found it um, I, I, just kind of astonishing. And it kind of ties into uh, the critical race theory being pushed in the public schools, Black Lives Matter, and the endless discussion of systemic racism and the whole idea about America being a systemically racist country and making people, this is the argument of the leftist race baiters calling America a systemically racist country, which it is not. And by the way, I'm going to play a clip in just a moment because part of what's happened in the whole discussion of race is a lot of the people on the left will say, okay, well, maybe you won't agree with this agenda item or this, but you must admit that America is a systemically racist country, is institutionally racist, and, and, and that you have to admit that. It's kind of like saying, you, know, you must admit that it's hot in Texas in the summertime. And I'm telling you, don't even go there. Even that is a left-wing manipulation. I'm going to play a clip right now. Ask Matt the Wonderful to play a clip by Shelby Steele, um, who was being interviewed on Mark Levin, talking about uh, not about this thing in Dallas, but about the whole concept of systemic racism as a tool to bludgeon fellow Americans. Matt, the wonderful. Well, that's a good question. One of the questions since the beginning of all this has been, what do they want? What's, what is the point of all this? I remember when I was growing up in the civil rights movement and so forth, everybody knew exactly what we wanted. Uh, uh, often a piece of legislation, a civil rights bill, or, or some, something else that was specific and concrete. Uh, this insurrection seems just sort of, uh, um, well, unclear. It, it, it's unmotivated by anything that it, it, it says itself. And it, it seems to me that in many ways it's about power. And... Um, in order to have to pursue power as uh, uh, as as they do, uh, you have to have victims. And so, when people start to talk about systemic racism built into the system, uh, what they're really doing is expanding the territory of entitlement. Steele is a gem of a human being. He's actually one of the scholars at the the. Um, at Stanford University, the Hoover Institute, uh, which is a, a, a tiny, tiny, tiny little conservative bastion and otherwise radically left Stanford. But, you know, he's talking, making a really, really good point. Systemic racism isn't just an ideological term or an assertion of fact, like we think systemic racism exists. It's a tool by leftists to claim that exists, and therefore to expand, as he says, their area of entitlement. So now, going back to our happy friends at the Dallas Justice uh, Now, they're trying to say, because we've decided, we have, we have pronounced, uh, because you believe in Black Lives Matter, your kids can't apply to these schools. You have to commit, and we're going to call you out if you won't commit. Now, I don't know if they'll really do it. I don't know who's behind this. I don't know what the people will do, but I will say there's a little tiny bit of a hint, two quick points, and we gotta go to why it matters to you, but a little tiny bit of a hint that's kind of funny. There are a lot of people, not just in Highland Park, but all over this country, white liberals, white liberals who are you know, love to put white Black Lives Matter signs in their yards and proudly say, oh, yes, I stand on Black Lives Matter. You know, and it's just virtue signaling. It's trying to tell their fellow elite liberals, oh, yeah, we, we, we're with you. Of course we are. Yeah, yeah, Black Lives Matter. They're ignoring the reality that Black Lives Matter is a, is a very aggressive Marxist movement that is very much behind radical violence around this country, that the demands of Black Lives Matter and other radical leftist organizations are completely, will completely turn America on its head, destroy the culture of the country, that they're not about trying to find racial unity, racial understanding, you know, good communication between the races. They're about Black Lives Matter and other leftist groups who are just obsessed about race are about the idea of permanently dividing America with no path forward to come together again no path forward, and a primary premise of all this, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and, and embraces critical race theory, all the premises, you know, as they, that one organization said, whiteness is a form of oppression, the color of your skin is a form of oppression, and whiteness, white people are incurably racist. They're white liberals, 
not just living in Highland Park, all over America, that love to say, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we support Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we have a sign in our yard. Yeah, yeah we're, we're for that. And they don't intend to, in the slightest, surrender any of their privilege. I'm going to guess that most of the residents of Highland Park are not going to sign on and say, okay, you know, you're right. We're going to let our kids, we're going to tell our kids that all these schools they might want to apply to and that they may have worked hard their entire lives to qualify for and, and you know, earn the grades, extracurricular activities, uh, you know, whatever all the things you have to do to make yourself a desirable candidate to get into these elite schools, that we're going we're gonna to tell our kids, sorry, kids, you know, we're so dedicated that you can't, you can't get a good education or you can't get the education you want. I don't think so. And that's one thing people are pointing out about this is oh, all these white liberals who claim, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm with Black Lives Matter. When it really comes to, OK, well, now Black Lives Matter said you have to, you know, stop your kids from getting the education they have been preparing. Are, are you really with us? Because there's this uh, there's this, this um, kind of concept. I was going to I have to look at the name of it again. Um, that it's, it's called NIMBY. A NIMBY alert, N-I-M-B-Y, which stands for not in my backyard. A lot of these white liberals want to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm for this. Yeah, yeah, except when it means that they might actually have a consequence in their own lives. They're going, no, nah, never mind. I'm not really with that. But on a more serious note, and as I get to, we've got to wrap up here. But on a more serious note about this, what this Dallas Justice Group is asking is flat-out racism. They're not saying, can we please eliminate, you know, any uh, indicia remaining uh, evidence of, you know, racism? Can we please uh, look more closely at how children are graded? Or look, they're saying white kids need, need not apply. White kids may not apply. Only black children can apply. Only the ones that we designate. So they are utterly racist, number one. And number two, they're ignoring and treating so grotesquely the young black children of, who've worked hard, who have earned their way. And there are hundreds and thousands and probably millions of them who are, have worked their way through school, worked hard, gotten the good grades, overcome challenges, who can actually rightfully earn their way into admission into these top tier schools. What they're saying is that they don't believe that. They don't believe there would be, that, that there could possibly be, you know, a, a strong segment of young black American children, you know, teenagers ready to go off to college, who could actually warrant and, and deserve admission to these schools. They're saying that they can't get along unless we just, we have it, we, they, they can't possibly function. They can't be, uh, they, they can't make it on their own merit. They have to be aided along, helped along by this pledge thing that these people thought up. And, and so we keep all the other white kids out, all the white kids out, and, and then maybe they'll have a chance. It also ignores how, especially at the Ivy Leagues, but really at most colleges in America, especially the ones who consider themselves top tier, they have been knocking themselves out for decades to increase diversity, to have a broader and broader representation of America in their classes in their incoming freshman class. I mean, the idea that no one, that no school would ever possibly be concerned with or be focused on trying to bring in a diverse freshman class is stone age stupid. Of course these schools do this and it's, and it's their right to do it. They are schools that they can make decisions as they have been doing, trying to increase the diversity of incoming classes. They've already been doing that. And they do it, actually, uh, and, and the more higher level the uh, school is considered to be, the more active schools are in terms of you know, academic reputation, the more active they are in trying to bring in diversity. And this, this Dallas Justice Now thing coming along and telling these parents, and, and I, I have, we didn't live in that school district, but I have friends whose kids went to school through those school districts. They're very demanding. I mean, it is, this is a high level a public school district, very high quality education. And these kids are being told, oh, by the way, it's your senior year, too bad. Your parents signed on. They're not going to let you apply. They're going to stop you from applying for, to, for consideration to these schools when you may really have earned admission. I, I, I honestly, I, the other last point that's I really got rolled to why it matters, but I mean, there's just, 
it kind of ties back into the first story of today. We talked about the Minnesota school where the teacher was saying she's trying to push this, you know, LGBTQ, you know, what gender do you really think you are to some fourth grader who doesn't even understand the question. But the school feels entitled. They've decided that they know best what kind of, you know, uh, what issues should be taught to children, what they should be taught about gender identity, that the left-wing view of, of gender fluidity is, you know, the, the, is now the, what the accepted view, and so this is what should be taught, and who cares what the parents think. In fact, don't tell the parents about this. That presumption, that arrogance, a presumption of left-wing views are entitled to rule is evident in that Minnesota story. And then back here to the Dallas Justice Now, you have this group so sure of their moral superiority, so sure that they know how to fix everything. They think through a coercive email and, and physical mailing sent out to parents, a coercive, we're going to dox you if you don't sign on to what we're saying. Your kids are not allowed to apply because we said so. We decide for them who's entitled to apply, who may not apply. And we're going to embarrass you if you don't go along with us. That is that arrogant liberal, we rule everybody, we tell you, and you do what we say, or else we're going to embarrass you. And I don't know what's going to become of this. I'm going to follow this because I live right here. I'm curious what I, my friends will do in that district and other people. But the concept of being told by a allegedly morally superior Dallas Justice BLM group that you're going to deprive your kids of at least making their own choice of where they want to apply for college because you've been told by some group that you don't even know that your kids aren't allowed to apply because after all, we've decided what's just. We've decided, we, we are the deciders and we are the issuers of, of the um, policies that will, that will take place and you're gonna comply or you're gonna be embarrassed. That's what this message is. And I really hope the parents of Highland Park ISD say no thanks. No thanks to Dallas Justice. It's, what Dallas Justice is doing is profoundly unjust. At the close of every show, I tell you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started this morning, or not this morning, seems like it's not long ago. Uh, the Secret Minnesota School Equity Survey. Is it okay for grade school teachers to tell students to keep an equity, to keep equity survey classwork or any other classwork secret from their parents? The federal government and education bureaucracy is on a mission to inject itself between parents and their children. Not all teachers, but the teachers' unions and many administrators. Why? Under what authority? And to what end? The radical Marxists that have overtaken the American left believe government can and must take the place of family and religion in society and indoctrinate everyone accordingly. The radical left agenda is to destroy America as founded. It's past time for all Americans to wake up and save their country. And that includes driving this mentality out of the schools. An abolitionist, abolitionist teaching network exposed. ATN is another tentacle of the radical left, spreading critical race theory and other divisive teaching, appropriating the term abolitionist to mislead people and pervert the true meaning of the term in American history. The real and honored history of the abolitionist movement was to rid the country of slavery. Many Americans gave up their lives in pursuit of this righteous, anti-racist cause. To purposely, purposefully conflate the abolitionist movement of the 1800s with the ugly, soulless, racist agenda of CRT is inexcusable, indefensible, dishonest. Americans must resist the distortion of U.S. history and the corruption of our schools by CRT. And BLM and Dallas Justice attack, uh, and I, just, I said attack white libs, white liberals. Dallas Justice sends a letter to wealthy, mostly white suburb of Dallas demanding that white parents sign a pledge that their children will not apply to Ivy League and other top schools to make more admission slots available to children of color, accompanied by an apparent threat to dox parents who refuse to sign on. Unintended consequences? Dallas Justice letter may expose wealthy white liberals who virtue signal with BLM yard signs, but ignore BLM's coercive Marxist roots and mission. Is this a NIMBY alert? Not in my backyard. Yeah, I think so. Truth, Dallas Justice letter is based on the repugnant assumptions that only color matters rather than individual merit. 
that children of color cannot otherwise successfully apply and ignores the reality that America's colleges and universities already pursue diversity. I'm sorry, folks, I can see the way you're looking at it. it got cut off in the bottom. You'll be able to see it on our website. The end of it says, Martin Luther King, not Black Lives Matter and not Dallas Justice is still the truth. Judge all on the content of character, not color of skin. And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so very much for tuning in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I'll talk to you next time. America Can We Talk? Truth about America. Can